I'm journalist Carolyn Osorio, and I invite you to join me and my co-host, Brandon Morgan, on our podcast, Criminal Mischief. From law enforcement officers seeking justice to victims' families seeking answers, every week there's a new case and a new victim whose story deserves to be told. New episodes of Criminal Mischief drop every Tuesday. Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Decoding the Unknown. I'm your host Simon Wimes here, one of my writers in this case, Katie. Thank you, Katie. has written me a script, I've never read it before. And uh, it's straight A's if your roommate dies. Oh, this was definitely a suggestion I made. Because this is like, in movies and all of this stuff. It's like, so if you're like, at university or whatever, college, Americans, you're welcome. And your uh, housemate dies, or your, what do you call it? Um... Is it roommate? I guess it is roommate. The person who lives with you and they die. There's that legend that you uh, get a pass or like get an A or whatever. Isn't that, I feel like there's a Ryan Reynolds movie about this. Or maybe I'm just thinking of Van Wilder. Look, it doesn't matter. We're gonna look into it. We're gonna decode it, see if there's any truth in this urban myth. <laughs> I get the feeling the answer's gonna be no. Because <laughs> otherwise there'd be a lot of suspicious deaths at universities from budding psychopaths. I'd have killed my roommate for straight. <laughs> just joking. Everybody's always looking for shortcuts, some tip or trick to make your life just a little bit easier, or something that helps solve an everyday problem that maybe you were just too dense to ever realize. These are called life hacks. <laughs> What's the ultimate life hack? Murdering your roommate so you don't have to study. It'd be like, you know, WikiHow. <laughs> How to get a straight A's without working. First, get a knife. <laughs> Second, plunge it into your roommate's chest. Personally, I've read so many lists of supposed hacks that would improve my day-to-day -day existence that I end up not being able to remember or implement any of them. The only really useful thing I learned came too late for me to use, but maybe a viewer or listener might benefit. Okay, shit. <laughs> Life hacks with Simon and Katie. Let's go. If you have a baby and they're wearing the vests with the envelope neck, wait. Okay, hold on. What the fuck? I, I've, I've just, I, I, I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. What is an envelope neck? <laughs> this sounds like something that'll be immediately beneficial to me. But I, well, are they not babies anymore? Technically, they become toddlers at one. My, uh, my younger, my son, the younger one. He's like, what, wandering around. She's kind of like zombies, like, like moving around, and he's trying to say words. It's so sweet. It's so nice. He's become like a little man. <laughs> Whereas before he was just like And it seems just over the last like month he's become a real little person. It's so nice because babies are annoying. Not that I don't love him, they're just he's just he was annoying and now it's like oh Alright, so look, there's the vests with the envelope neck. The neck is like that, so that if the baby poops and it goes everywhere, you can pull the whole thing down rather than having to delicately try and pull the poop covered garments over the face head and hair you're welcome wait so the envelope thing must be the little because they're poppers at the top right along the shoulder that you can undo that's how you can slide it off the bottom i am learning this a year too late i didn't know that although i have to say when we first when we had kid number one they make these we call them onesies am i am i insane there or is that just a british thing i think katie is british but she lives in america i think that's why i'm confused sorry katie <laughs> We and, and I feel like that so they wear this onesie thing and the first kid sorry I was saying about the first kid Like we had the we bought all these onesies and we're putting them on it's like why don't they why do we have to take these over the head? Don't they make ones with poppers all the way down the side and they totally do and from that point on we only bought the ones with The poppers that go all the way down because one time she shit herself so badly that I was just like, I'm sorry I'm not this can't go over the head and it can't 
I guess it could have gone down <laughs> if I'd known the envelope trick. I just ended up being like, where are the scissors? I just cut it off and threw it away <laughs> and got a new one. Uh, you buy them like, it's like a pack of five for like 50p. So it's not big, you know, I feel like you can cut them all away. <laughs> throw that away. Anyway, here's another tip that could end up saving you a whole heap of time and effort, in the US at least. There's a rumor that in college or university, if your roommate dies, you'll automatically get a 4.0 grade point average, the equivalent of straight A's for that semester. This is a widely known thing that seems to make sense. Also, what is with the American grade system? It's just, it's ranked out of 4.0? How does that make any sense? Why not rank it out of 100 like normal people? Or am I just thinking that's how? But if you're, if you're in school, don't you get like a percentage doesn't everyone grade on percentages and then this uh grade point the gpa comes along and it's all out of 4.0 and all i know is that if someone's like oh, 4.0 gpa i'm like you are a big brain sir <laughs> i did not get straight a's i got a b like we have it we have like first two one two two third fail is there a, is that is that it? i don't know i never really i, I knew i was definitely not gonna get a third <laughs> I was quite close to getting a first, unfortunately, but I just missed it. Um, so I got a 2-1 overall. Fascinating story. Thanks, Simon. So I guess that's like, I don't know, a 3.0. That seems really low. Because it's like 70, 75%, though. If you get above 70% in the UK, that's a first. I got like 67. Kind of a bummer. <laughs> I'm just pouring myself a drink. This is completely irrelevant and off topic, but I recently, and it's not sponsored by them, I recently got a soda stream, which is this thing that allows you to make uh, like bubbly water, and then you pour like these concentrates into it, and they have like official concentrates from like Pepsi and shit. So I just have this Pepsi Max, and I bought this because I never drink enough water. And you know when you're not drinking enough water and your lips get chapped because you're not drinking enough water, you're like, I need to drink more, but I just can't motivate myself to drink like water all day. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm, I'm busy, but I love soft drinks. So I just got myself this soda stream and I just now I just drink Pepsi Max and 7up free, like no sugar, all day long, like a monster. It's amazing. Sorry, that was irrelevant. This is a widely known thing that seems to make sense in a way because you'll probably be mentally distressed at the very least, but is this real or is it an urban legend? Well, who better to decode it than the urbane legend that is Simon Whistler? Katie, that's very nice of you. I don't know if I'll describe myself as urbane. Courteous. It means like courteous, right? Like respectful. You know? Gentlemanly. <laughs> I don't know, I'm a bit of a dick, to be honest. Sorry, couldn't resist. There are things that you just can't account for in life, and those are usually known as acts of God. In insurance terms, this usually refers to some sort of natural disaster that you couldn't do anything to prevent, such as hurricanes, earthquakes, etc. I think the term is used even if you don't believe in God of any type, which is handy. The phrase act of God is pretty impressive sounding, which seems to be the case when big events happen. On a more slightly local level, another impressive sounding phrase is pass by catastrophe. I've never heard of this one. This means that in an academic setting, if something catastrophic happens, affected students will automatically get a pass. Yeah, but a pass is not a good grade if i got a pass i'd resit the test so i could get a better grade be like because pass is like 40 to 50 percent if i remember correctly and i'd not be happy with that so i'd be like okay i gotta reset that one not because i failed just because i need a better grade for my overall average this refers to things like a professor or student dying while an exam is taking place a natural disaster occurring during an exam or the destruction of the college campus holy these are big things. Also included in this category is what would happen if your roommate dies by suicide. The only thing that I've ever come close to with this, I feel like I've told this story before for some reason, but I was taking an exam and, you know, everyone shuffles into the exam room and it's just about to begin. Someone arrives super late. It's a small class. There must have been like 20 of us. And uh, shuffles in 
and she sits down and just starts crying and the professor goes over and it's like don't worry you know yeah, it, it, it is what it is. You can retake if necessary. Don't be stressed. Just just get it done. And she's like, I'm not upset about that. I came here on the tube and someone jumped in front of it. <laughs> I'm like, fucking hell. This was like 20 minutes before the exam. She's just taking the tube across London. And some like guy just jumps in front of the train tube like to kill himself. And she was standing right next to him on the platform. And she's like, fuck me. Now I've got to take an exam. And they're like, are you sure you want to take this exam? She's like, yes. I don't want to come back in the summer and take it again. Boom. This seems like as good a place to mention that in the US, a famously wealthy and large landmass, it's common for university or college students to have to share a bedroom with a total stranger. Personally, I find this a bit weird. I mean, surely if there's enough room for two people, there's also enough room for a thin wall of some kind. Leaving home and going to college is supposed to signal the start of independence, not suddenly having to regress to sharing a room with someone you may or may not get along with. I've read absolute horror stories about people's college roommates, but the most obvious thing that stands out is what you're supposed to do if you want to get... What are you supposed to do when you want to get intimate with someone else? Uh, isn't that what... This is like the... the the What's that big brain? But trope. <laughs> Thank you, brain. <laughs> trope, you put the tie on the door. Although, who has a tie as a student? I don't know. How embarrassing do you have to coordinate with your roommate in advance to make sure they're not going to be there when you want to get it on? Or do you just have to do it right there while someone is literally feet away from you with their fingers in their ears? Oh, God. That's if they're not having the opportunity, taking the opportunity to be a bit of a perv, that is. Come on, America. Do better. Anyway, if your annoying sex-crazed roommate were suddenly to end it all, would that be your chance to take it easy for the rest of the semester with straight A's for all of your classes? Let's look at some popular examples of this particular pass-by catastrophe. Can you imagine if... Because obviously this is an over-ledger, right? Because then I, Can you imagine you go to a job interview and it's like, straight A's, baby, and they'll be like... But you seem a little bit dim and lazy. It's like, yeah, yeah, uh, I don't know, just, just really smart. <laughs> They'd be like, did your roommate kill himself? Yep. Damn it! While I was looking into this story, I found someone who mentioned that they'd just seen a movie called Big Man on Campus and had been alerted to the whole, if your roommate kills themselves, you get straight A's thing. Well, being unfamiliar with this film, currently rated a 6 on IMDb if you're interested, I found the script online and spent way too long scouring for mentions of this phenomenon and found nothing. In the end, I came to the conclusion that the person who posted the comment had made the mistake, and the film they're actually talking about was Dead Man on Campus. Which makes a lot more sense. Big Man on Campus puts the Hunchback of Notre Dame into a modern-day U.S. college setting, where I'm presuming a low level of hilarity ensues. That sounds like a shit movie that I would watch. Dead Man on Campus came out in 1998. Is this? Does this have Van Wilder in it? Uh, not Van Wilder. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds in it. It's got a nice round six on IMDb as well. In this film, two college roommates are doing too much partying, getting bad grades. They find a clause. I've seen this movie. I've seen this. Uh, they find a clause in their college rules that states the roommate uh, of anyone who dies by suicide will get A's for that term. Instead of, I don't know, cutting back on the fun times and actually knuckling down to do some studying, they then decide to find someone who's already suicidal and move in with them. Holy sh**. It's like just gonna gaslight the shit out of them until they kill themselves. This movie shouldn't be a comedy. It should be a fucking horror. The plan is to push that person over the edge so they actually kill themselves, and the party bros will get a free ride on the A train. These are terrible people. Doesn't this sound like some sort of really dark psychological thriller? Exactly, Katie. It sounds like a fucking horror movie. Oh my, uh, no, it's a psychological thriller. That's what I was looking for. You know what I mean. It's not a comedy. 
Apparently not, as it's classed as a comedy. Ha ha ha, sounds like great fun. Clearly, I have not watched this film, but there were an absolute ton of crappy college movies that came out in the 90s, so I'm just assuming this is one of those using a throwaway idea as opposed to something a bit more sinister. Yeah, this is like, there were so many. Van Wilder is like the, the typical, the classic one. And I remember these movies coming out in the 90s, and I was in school, and I was like, university's gonna be awesome! And I liked university, it was great! But, I mean, it obviously life isn't like movies, <laughs> is it? Oh, is it? Obviously. Come on, Simon. The film introduced the straight A's, if your roommate dies idea, to a huge trash of American youth who tranche tranche of American youth who may have been previously unaware of the concept, and it's presented as some sort of hidden clause buried deep in the annals of rules and regulations like the secret menus at fast food restaurants, so it appears that many people assumed it was true, as how many of us ever read policy handbooks or any type of small print. If you've been ruminating that this concept of suicide to benefit a basic stranger seems a little off, well now's your time to shine. It does seem a little bit off. It seems like this is going to lead to all sorts of problems, you know, um, people encouraging people to do suicide, others to do suicide, potential Can you imagine after that movie comes out? And the statistics reveal that more people committed suicide or like died under suspicious circumstances afterwards it's like that movie uh-oh i mean i don't think they'd ever show that because i don't think that's what happens in real life but that'd be a whole movie on itself wouldn't it if this clause in a school's rules is true what's to stop people from just offing their roommates and staging it to look like a suicide i don't know basic morals i suppose you might need a bit of a murderous personality than your a more mu murderous personality than your average person but wouldn't it suddenly make a college dorm room as an incredibly dangerous place to be especially if your roommate was a bit lazy or just not that academically gifted this is where another college-based movie from 1998 steps in this one was called dead man's curve but it came out the same year as dead man on campus and it's kind of about the same thing it got changed to the curve to avoid confusion this is this thing um it's surprisingly common for uh, movies to come out on the same theme in one year and it's not because they copied each other often there's some inciting events like it might have been like two writers might have been reading the same paper and it talked about this briefly and they're like this is a good idea for a movie so they write a script and it goes through the process at roughly the same speed and the movie ends up being at the same time it's also like i'll often see like videos that i make and then another person will put one out like Sometimes it's days afterwards and people will be like, Ah, Simon, this guy copied you. Or Simon, you copied this other guy. And it's like, bro, do you really think it takes me two days to put a video together? And even if it's a week, usually my stuff's like months ahead. And the reason for this, I assume, is it's the same thing as that um, twin films thing. It's like, I read something, was like, or one of my writers read something, I was like, that's a good idea, let's write about that. And then someone else at the same time is reading that same like, article or whatever and does the same thing. So that's why. I think. That's what I speculate. Currently hovering at 5.8 on IMDb, this one tells the story of two roommates ganging up on a third to kill him and make it look like a suicide after they find out they can score perfect grades due to stress incurred by such event. So just how many people per room are we talking here? It's like a bloody youth hostel or something. <laughs> it does sound like, uh, like a, a dormitory at like school or something. Anyway, at least this wasn't written as a comedy. So yeah, the film explores the flip side of this supposed clause. There are a few more allusions to this mysterious policy in the world of entertainment, including in an episode of The Simpsons and Law and Order Criminal Intent. And there's also a 2007 episode of CSI New York about it. But where did this even come from? Is it true or not? I love CSI. I felt like I must have... I, I've, probably, I've probably seen that episode of CSI New York. I was... I, I saw, like... I think I dropped out of the original CSI at about the time that uh, Gil Grissom 
left? No, I didn't because I saw when they replaced it. Oh God, who's that actor? No, it doesn't matter. Um, I, roughly then, I saw a bit more of that. I watched CSI Miami with Horatio Kane and his ridiculous sunglasses. Ow! As he takes them off. Um, like the meme. That was a great show. I loved that. Um, then the super oversaturated filming that makes Miami look really bright. <laughs> uh, CSI New York. And then there was the new one, that CSI Cyber or whatever. I never saw that because I dropped out by that point. But back in the day, all I watched was CSI. <laughs> You probably already guessed, but no, this theory that if your roommate kills themselves, you get a pass or high marks as compensation is not true. So shelve those plans for your suicide quickly. Even if your roommate is one of the worst people to walk the earth, the only thing you'll get for killing them is a trip to the slammer. Actually, an offshoot of this theory is that in the event of suicide, you'd actually get free tuition. This is not true, but if you kill your roommate, you'll at least get free accommodation. Wait, hang on. <laughs> You're at university, right? Because you prisoners can get like degrees and shit right which i like wholeheartedly approve of because that's like you know rather than them you know learning how to be better criminals in prison which totally seems like a thing getting an education and a degree seems honestly brilliant um so if you're at university in america you're paying like hundreds of thousands of dollars or whatever it is to to go to college and they're like oh, i can't afford it anymore if I kill my roommate, I'll go to prison and finish my degree there for free. Granted, it probably will have less, you know, prestige than, like, Harvard or whatever. It's like, where do you start your degree? Harvard. Yeah, that I transfer to, like, correctional facility alpha. <laughs> I did look up a few people who got degrees while incarcerated, and while there are a few grants and things, most of the time you'll have to pay for it yourself. So, again, not a great way to save money. Oh, no, you have to pay? How are you going to pay for it? Like, by making number plates. <laughs> Come on. Uh, license plates, number plates, what do American calls them? The things that go on the car. Tags? Is that what a tag is? That's a tag, right? Gotta check those tags. And there are even more versions of this legend involving death other than suicide. People have heard you can get straight A's if your roommate dies via homicide. Presumably by someone other than the roommate. It's like you're in prison for life. But you got a 4.0. Has a drawn-out death from cancer or violence or sudden or an accidental death as no one expects people in their late teens and early 20s to die of natural causes i think this pretty much covers every type of death according to snopes.com there were even more granular levels to some of these supposed regulations such as a student who does not witness his roommate's death receives only a 3.4 average survivors each receive a 3.5 average if the deceased had more than one roommate the fact that there are so many variations of this apparent clause definitely points out to it not being real as is the fact that it definitely is not real. There is no school, in the United States at least, that has any sort of rule or regulation, hidden or otherwise, that a student will benefit monetarily or academically from the death of a roommate. This urban legend has always just hung in the air like smoke at a party, easily waved off but impossible to get rid of completely. So where did it start? There's no genesis point that I could find, but it seems to have been around since the early 70s as something that people maybe have heard of, but never investigated very far. I did find a newspaper article in the Michigan Daily from February 1987 uh, with the title Suicide Policy Myth Dispelled, which laid out the myth exactly as we still hear it today. There are quotes such as this one from student Eric Meyer. Something like they give you a 3.5 if your roommate commits suicide, something ridiculous like that. My roommate used to threaten me with that. Yikes, Eric. It may be time to report their roommate to your college principal. <laughs> He's like, yeah, mate, I'm on it. honestly, if my grades slip any further, I'm going to have to murder you and make it look like a suicide so I can get a straight ace. I'd like a new roommate. Hello, Dean. 
Another student, Lisa Hack, is quoted as saying, Hack is an unfortunate surname. I hope she's not studying journalism. If, if you see them do it, you get a four point. If you don't see them, you get a 3.4. Well, hardly seems worth the bother if you ask me. I don't know if a 3.4 is good or not, though. I don't know how the scale works. Is 3.4, like, is that good enough to get a job? Is that actually really good? Is it like a 2, 2.0? That does sound bad, though, doesn't it? That's, that sounds bad. It's like, if you got a 2.0... Yeah, <laughs> what happened? You bit of a dim dim. I don't know, I could be saying that two two point is like totally average. Don't worry, the purpose of the article is just to say that it's not universal policy and never has been. But basically, if you're in college and you hear this rumor more than once from different people, maybe you'll just file this away as true. I decided to ask a group of Americans about this, so turned to the old neighborhood Facebook group to see if anyone had heard about it when they were in college. I got 11 responses, which is not a massive pool, but hey, it's first-hand evidence. One person, judging by his profile pic, was probably there in the late 90s, and he replied that it was common knowledge. Another neighbor said they'd heard it was straight A's and the rest of the semester off. Nice! Although, if you're getting straight A's, why would you be like... It's like, yeah, you know, you got straight A's because your roommate killed themselves, and it's like day one of university. I'll be like, cool, three-year holiday, baby, let's go. And then you go to the job, and they're like, okay, so excellent, we fired you based on your incredible academic record. And they'll be like, so, uh, off you go and get started. you be like, I've no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I didn't go to a single class. <laughs> Amazing. But I am enormously in debt. <laughs> Someone else said they were in college in 1988 and the room was alive and kicking then. There were a couple of people who had never heard it, but according to my extremely in-depth and scientific research, over 63% of Americans were aware of this rumor while at college, even if they didn't necessarily believe it. Two people pointed me toward the Dead Man on Campus movie, but hadn't heard about the legend themselves while at college. Even though I'd pitched my question at Americans, I had someone who went to St. Andrews in Scotland say that they were aware of a rumor like this, and another English friend who hadn't heard of anything but apparently loved the dear dead man on campus film i suppose that hearing mentions of some weird hidden or secret rule in films like dead man on campus and dead man's curve keep the thought in the public consciousness until graduation and then you think no more about it but presumably there's some sort of kernel of truth in there right What's the truth about pass-by catastrophe? As far as I can tell, pass-by catastrophe is not a real thing either. There are, of course, compensations given to students who do experience traumatic events most schools are not monstrous. If you suffer a family bereavement or something like a roommate dying, well, it depends on the uh, individual institution, if you let them know what's going on, then you can get some time away from classes, extensions on papers, and maybe take a test at a later date if you happen to miss one. But other than that, you just gotta keep going. Oh my god, I'm so glad. Like, I, I'm not in university anymore because while it is fun just like papers and shit and having to think about that and write some boring shit that you don't care about like uh, there were classes at university i loved but there was also ones that were really boring and you're just writing some boring ass paper about some boring ass thing and it's like oh i just don't want to i just want to go to the pub or play video games <laughs> and instead you'd be like i gotta stay in and write like six papers that are all um what do we call them essays that i haven't written Oh, if you win at something horrible, you'll probably get some counseling sessions and might even be allowed to change rooms, but what you're not going to get is a 100% pass mark for the semester or free tuition. Sorry. <laughs> In other circumstances, such as a room full of people taking a test, being interrupted by something, again, they're not all going to get amazing grades and having finished the test. The test will just be rescheduled. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> 
The only time when this might be a bit different happened quite recently during the COVID-19 pandemic, where at the end of 2019 and going into 2020, due to the disruption to education, some U.S. and Canadian colleges changed their marking system to just pass or fail, as opposed to A's, B's, etc. Even after the horrific shootings at Virginia Tech in 2007, students were still still weren't still given A's or anything. As the end of the year was ending in a couple of weeks anyway, students could choose to end it early with the grades they were currently carrying if they wanted to. Another branch of this pass-by catastrophe legend is that you get free tuition if you're hit by a bus while on campus. <laughs> That's very specific, but also I could see a way how this could be true. It's like, is that bus owned by the university? And are they being negligent? <laughs> just sue the university. You might even make a profit. Let's just put this on the record. This is not true. God knows people have tried getting knocked over to earn a, year, a free degree, but let me tell you, this is a foolish idea. Number one, this is not a regulation at any school. Number two, if you do get hit by a bus, you might actually die. Number three, if you are injured and decide to sue, it can get very complicated depending on who owns the bus company and the various laws in that particular state. Yet, yeah, don't try and commit, like... Is that insurance fraud where it's like, I guess it must be, right? Where because an insurance company's paying for it. Where you intentionally try to get, or maybe it's just regular ass fraud. <laughs> where you intentionally do something to like get an insurance payout, right? That's, that, that's a bad idea. <laughs> that's a crime. You also have to prove you were 100% not at fault, so you can't be looking at your phone or anything. If you do win some money, it likely won't be enough to cover your tuition fees. Apparently, it's based on your medical bills, so if you only hurt a little bit, you won't get very much. And if you hurt badly enough for a big payout, you'll likely have bigger problems or unlikely to be returning to college in good shape, if at all. So yeah, don't try that one. Yeah, agreed. My comments about like suing the university and shit was obviously a joke. Don't try and do this. It's a bad idea. It's also illegal. <laughs> this seems like a good time to insert a PSA. While we've been joking about the topic, many people do find themselves under huge amounts of stress while at college and may feel suicidal. The age group 18 to 24 is when young people are most likely to experiment with drugs and alcohol, which can be a factor in suicides and being thrust into an unfamiliar situation. And having to deal with potentially messy relationships while trying to navigate your new life and also studying can sometimes feel like too much. According to a 2013 study of 157 U.S. colleges, suicide was the second leading cause of student deaths after accidental injuries, which encompass things like driving while intoxicated. Yeah, that is sad, and it doesn't surprise me. It's also because, you know, young people are not dying of diseases very often. These two causes were many times higher than the next listed cause of illness and homicide, with men being much more likely to die by suicide than women. If you or your roommate are suffering from depression, anxiety, feelings of isolation or loneliness, or feelings of being overwhelmed, seek some counseling or take some time to work on your mental health. Many colleges offer access to mental health counseling, and there are free 24-7 crises line that you can call if you need advice. Don't be ashamed of how you're feeling, and don't forget that you're never truly alone. Okay, back to the urban legends. Of course, I tried researching whether anyone had actually tried to kill their roommate for grades, but again, nothing really came up with that as motive. Or if it did, it was further down on Google than I could be bothered to look. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the second page of Google basically doesn't exist. Like, if you're on the second page of Google, that's not a real thing. It's basically an urban legend. Most of the results were just referring back to the urban legends with the related questions with related questions like if a roommate dies, who gets to keep their stuff, which is pretty disturbing. Oh mad, Steve's got a nice Xbox. If he pops off, who's gonna get that? Um his next of kin, mate. Not you. <laughs> what legal right do you think you have to someone shit? <laughs> They're just your roommate. I read one question on Quora.com that was, oh god, Quora.com is fascinating and also a nightmare at the same time. 
If someone dies in an AP test, do all the students pass? What the fuck's an AP test? An AP test, by the way, is some college-level test that smart people can take when they're at high school. Okay, all the answers given were some variation of no, or maybe the test would be rescheduled, with various examples given of weird or disturbing things happening in the responders' tests, with no leniency being given. There were two exceptions out of 17 answers, though. The first being, yes, I believe as a student, if a student dies in the testing room, all other students will receive a five for that test. I vaguely recall reading it on the college board website because I didn't believe everyone who made that claim. It's now a joke in my school that someone has to take one for the team and die. <laughs> you can do it, Timmy! Now's the perfect time for that stroke. The second was, in fact, I've heard that all the other students in the room taking the exam gets fives if someone dies. Of course, that's just a rumor and I can't find any official website confirming it. Who's willing to take one for the team? Fucking Cora. Ah! Five is the highest mark on the AP test, so two people were carrying on the legend, but kind of admitting at the same time that they had nothing to back up their belief. Going back to the death of a roommate threat, I suppose if anyone did do away with their roommate and got away with it, we'd never know. But at least they wouldn't have reaped their ill-gotten rewards they were after anyway. <laughs> They'd be like, ah, oh, no, what? Come on, but I did. I mean, nothing happens, and it's really unfortunate he died. In fact, many US colleges grant posthumous degrees if students meet certain criteria, meaning that it's possible that if you did kill someone in a vain attempt to pass something you were failing at, you could still fail and they would still graduate. So there you go. Fake your own death. They'll posthumously award you the degree and then be like, oh, I was alive after all, and there's no way they can take that degree back. Right? It really makes you wonder why anyone would ever believe this, but as we've seen, many people had heard of it, assumed it was true, but never just th but just never thought about it again, which I suppose is something to be thankful for. Let's mark this one as debunked and get back to studying the old-fashioned way by not murdering people. I'll give the last word to Ed Lawyer, the registrar of the college in the Michigan Daily article from 1987. He never heard of this rumor, and when asked about it by the paper, he's quoted simply as saying, that makes no sense at all. Yeah, of course it does. We <laughs> This entire episode could be like, can you get a straight air if your roommate dies that makes no sense at all boom 14 second video but no we spun it into 35 minutes basically thank you everybody for watching if you enjoy this channel and its weirdness please do subscribe if you're listening as a podcast thank you hello audio listeners leave a review you legends and i'll see you next time the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.